1: Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Brandon Brooks. Brandon is in his first head season as a men and women's bowling coach at William Penn University. Brandon, it's Tim Bergen, Coach K. Steve Klemkin. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited. I'm a, I'm a podcast buff, so I'm, I'm pumped to, to be a part of this one.
1: All right, well, let's talk about you guys. William Penn, you guys are bowling there in Iowa. You guys had a very strong tournament in Vegas that put you in the top 10 in the NAIA ranking. So what do you think it was in Vegas earlier this month that that helped you guys, propelled you into that spot, and then what what kind of clicked for you? Uh,
2: Yeah, so we, we, uh, I don't know, it it seems like every year Vegas is kind of a big turning point for us. you know, just historically, we've had a lot of success out there. Our women's team actually did really well in Addison, um, the tournament before Vegas, and so December really kicked off um, a pretty good run for both teams, and carried that over through last weekend at the um, the Kegel as well. There in Addison, so yeah, it's just I don't know. It's I think the the environment out there is awesome, and being able to bowl in those facilities is just really fun, and um, just makes makes the kids wanna you know, give a little extra there and and luckily it, it helps a lot. So
0: Well when you say I mean as far as the uh bowling in Vegas, you know, a lot of people think of Vegas and they think about uh you know maybe the the gambling and the entertainment and that stuff. But it's really become like a, a bowling hotbed and you know for I'm sure a lot of our listeners there's some of them who have already bowled like in the big arena there at the South Point. Mm-hmm. Um but maybe many that have not so what kind of a different feeling do you get in that bowling center as compared with a you know, a low ceiling kind of traditional bowling center?
2: Well, that's it too. Like the ceilings are huge and, you know, just the way that the whole place is set up, like it just feels like a big deal. And I think, uh, I think that, that really plays into to why we've had some success and, you know, you have a lot of fun and, you know, you can fly out there and, um, spend a, spend a day kind of seeing some things and, um, just being loose a little bit and hanging out and, um I think that helps as far as, you know, team chemistry and that type of thing to spend that much more time together and, and kinda of be out there on our own is, is pretty cool for them. And um but yeah, the just walking into the place it just feels like a big deal. And of course like the ceilings are high and you know, they got the stadium seating and um, you know, the big screens above uh the masking units there that just kind of show the scores and all that stuff is um uh, yeah, is is really neat to to be a part of and I think the kids really enjoy you know, having that experience and being out there.
1: So I'm curious if you do anything, or how you guys prepare going from going changing going time zone difference. You know, that's two hours, so everything you're at the at your schedule is your body clocks are everyone's are a little bit different when you're traveling. How do you guys handle that? I know they're younger, so it's probably not as big a deal for something like some of us old guys here where it is. But how do you handle that? And then um, how do you, I guess, try to impress upon them that this the experience to take everything in because this is going to help them whether they continue to bowl professionally or just even as amateurs when they bowl the open championships and when they bowl other tournaments in this type of setting and environment the stage won't be too big for them
2: yeah i'm sure that the the time changes is a lot of it's probably easier on them than it is for me that's for sure but um you know it doesn't we, we always go out a day early to try to help with some of that and get acclimated to to that uh, to the time difference and and the whole environment out there I mean you know when when we leave Iowa it's it's typically much colder as well so you know it's not just the time and you know taking the flight and doing all that stuff but you know the weather's different and, and everything else and um, yeah I think anytime you get that kind of experience um, you know it helps a lot for whatever level they're going to go to um, you know anytime you can go into a place of that magnitude with that many people and an environment like that and and have success that always helps the confidence and and uh any experience i think is good um our, our group does a really good job at just you know we reflect a lot and just learning from all the experiences we have whether they're good or bad but you know just sitting back and saying hey what do we learn here what can we do different um you know on a daily basis even when we're at tournaments and we meet every saturday night you know after after we bowl the saturday um games and you know just sit down and say hey what you know what went well what what can we try to maybe focus a little more on, on Sunday and, and that type of thing. So, um, but yeah, everything from, you know, the weather to you know, the approaches, I mean, obviously all that stuff's different when you get out to, um, to the desert and stuff. And, and so, but yeah, it's, it's definitely helps at whatever level they, they choose to go to, um, for sure.
0: Now you are the, the head coach for both the men's and the women's bowling team. And how do you, how do you handle that? Cause I got to imagine it takes a little bit different kind of, uh, uh, communication and uh, some different things that are involved with when you work with the ladies versus working with the guys. Do you do you view it much differently, or do you do you handle them pretty similarly?
2: Um, yeah, I mean it, it is different. I think um, as far as when we travel, like on the weekends, like there's there's probably the, that's when the biggest difference happens. But you know, preparations pretty close to the same. Um, when we do you know team meetings during the week, you know for practice or whatever, it's everybody's together for the most part. I mean, we have certain times where, you know, the message is more directed to either the women's team or the men's team, but uh, for the most part, you know, everything's kind of, kind of handled as one big group. Um, I tell you one thing that's, that makes my job a lot easier, you know, being the head coach of both programs is having good help. And um, I've been pretty blessed with that so far. When I took the programs over, we had a graduate assistant who was with the women's team. Um, on the weekends and and for the most part was was kind of their coach and that helped a lot just helped me figure things out and kind of get going and get my feet under me a little bit and um, so I went with the guys and then this year I got another awesome helper Um, Nick Walker's our um, student assistant and so he's with the guys on the weekends and I'm with the women's team on the weekends and so that helps a lot I think having having good help um, definitely makes my job a lot easier.
1: So you, you bowled collegiately at Vincennes in Indiana and you helped them actually to an NJCAA national title in 2008 and 2009. How, are you, how, how I guess, has, in your opinion, how has collegiate bowling changed since then and then how, are you, how does that help resonate with the kids that they know you've, you've been in these positions that they might be in where they need a mark or they need a strike in a certain spot where it's not something where they can say, well, coach, you've never been here before. You, you have been in those situations.
2: Yeah, sure. No, that's probably the most fun thing for me is just being able to to see where college bowling was, you know, 10 plus years ago and then, and then be out there every weekend and see where it's at now. I mean, it's, it's truly something it was, I'm not going to say it was small back then. I think it was, you know, it was obviously, it's been pretty big for a number of years, but you know, in the last, I'd say seven or eight years, uh, ten years, probably even it's just exploded. And and what that's done is it's allowed you know teams that may not have even existed ten years ago to be highly competitive right now because you know there's a lot more options for kids and they've got you know tons of schools in their backyard to go to or any other state in the whole country that they wanted to try to go to and, and they're going to find a school there that's competitive and that has a program they they want to see. I think you know I believe that that my collegiate experience probably helps with. Um, with their trust level in me i guess um you know i had a had an awesome experience at vin and gary sparks was there for the two years i was there um got a degree in bowling industry and management and then actually william penn started a team that next year and it's only 30 minutes from my house where i grew up and so had a cool opportunity to come be a part of that of this program from the very beginning the first three years that ever existed and saw some really cool growth and um, had had a lot of success there the last year I was with them and then um, just being able to come back is super cool for me you know and be able to have some success as a coach on that side and and uh, be able to kind of mentor these kids is is truly
1: awesome so you talk about kids having bunch uh, lots of different choices for school I'm seeing you have two students uh, student athletes on your roster from Slovenia that are junior so I'd love yeah. to get your thought on on how how, how you were able to recruit them to come to Iowa and um and how that works because traditionally when we we think you know like international students in in collegiate bowling we right away think Weber International but you you have a few as well up there so talk about that experience of recruiting them and then getting them to to come out to Iowa and Bowl for you
2: Yeah, we hit the jackpot on those guys for sure. They're they're great guys and um, you know remarkable bowlers as well and had a lot of success for us. Um they were actually recruited um, online i I was lucky enough to inherit them. I didn't actually recruit them but um when i when I took the program over they they were already there and um have been instrumental in the success of our men's team for sure and um stepping into some leadership roles now they're juniors at this point and kind of stepping into that and um yeah, and that's just that's just to the point i mean yeah when i when I was in uh, when I was bowling at, at vincennes and and even my first few years at Penn here. Weber was the only place that you found international students, and now SCAB's got them and we've got them, and, you know, they're they're all over the place. And so it's really cool to see see students have, have a lot of opportunities to, to kind of go wherever they want. Um, Iowa Iowa's not probably the first place you would think of, of international students coming, but, yeah, like I said, it's, it's cool to inherit them, and, and they've been an instrumental part of our program for sure.
0: And what's the kind of, like, a, you know, as far as assimilating – Uh, you know, different as far as like culturally, you know, how, how has that, how has that been for them?
2: Oh, it's been awesome. They, you know, they they answer questions all the time about, you know, what it's like at home and, and uh, obviously when they travel home for break and that type of thing, the the time difference is pretty drastic and, you know, they, they do fun stuff like bring us back chocolates from, from Slovenia and that type of thing. So it's, it's cool to kind of get a peek into what their culture's like and what, you know the things that they've got going on at home and and that type of thing i I know personally like i am super interested in that and I've spent um a couple bus trips just asking them questions about you know different things i'm I'm not very good good with geography and so you know just asking them different things about um their country and and things that they've experienced mm-hmm. and um it's pretty it's pretty cool uh to to have something like that be a part of our program and we've actually had you know kids from uh ireland and Uh, scotland before in the past and so um, international players aren't aren't a a new thing for us but it's really cool to to have them there to be able to just gain experiences from and kind of increases your worldview for sure because college bowling is one of those unique places where you get to really have a front seat to people like that and um, you can you can learn a ton that's for sure
0: and you know the one thing too just from thinking about bowling around the globe um, you know, cause I have been, I have been fortunate enough to, to see quite an experience quite a bit of bowling. Um, you know, a lot of times in, in some of these, uh, different countries outside of the U S they don't really have the same kind of, uh, really pristine lane maintenance and environment conditions. So a lot of times my experience has been, they're not used to bowling, uh, under perfect, you know, situations and they may have, you know, there's, uh, times where the, you know, the lanes hook extremely early and there's a lot of oil down lane and, and none of the pairs, you know, lane-to-lane play the same. And they then, therefore, they don't expect it. So sometimes I I, mean, I could see where that would maybe even be, you know, be an advantage for
2: you. Oh, I think it's definitely an advantage. I, and we've talked about that topic for sure. And uh, I think bowling centers are, are fewer and further between for sure there than they are here. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's just not something that there's a lot of effort put in all the time at all the places that they have an opportunity to, to bowl that's close to home. Um and so yeah I think I think it definitely can can be an advantage for sure.
1: So you're also you're a USBC bronze level certified coach. When you're coaching players or looking for high school players, what are you looking for in them as a as a bowler and and what are you kind of looking for when you're looking for people to help fill out your team?
2: Yeah, I mean obviously, you know, um talent or or the potential for talent and their skill level is is definitely up there, but you know, my main thing is good people. You know, if, if, if we get a kid that wants to work hard and wants to learn and um, you know, wants to be a part of a team and be a team player, then, you know, we can, we can help them with that stuff. I mean, I, I tell recruits all the time, I I feel pretty confident in my, my abilities and, and, you know, the, the assistance that I have is abilities to help kind of develop their game and they're going to get experiences. that's going to help them with that. Um, but the the other stuff's a little harder to teach, you know, that, Um, work ethic. And, and uh, we, we focused a lot the last year or so on just our culture and um, what that looks like and how we're going to be as a team. And, you know, when we're traveling on the weekends, like, what do we look like? What are we, what are we representing when we're out there on the lanes and, and how we act and how we talk and, and those types of things. And so, um, you know, having somebody that wants to come here and, and be that and represent themselves in the best possible way in our university and our program in the best possible way, I mean that's that's my main thing. I think, um, you know, the, the other stuff they can learn kind of as they go. And um, but yeah, just just good people, good hardworking kids, and, and we've got a lot of them. Um, and, and there's a lot of recruits out there that are that are exactly that. And so um, yeah, that's that's I would say that's my main thing.
0: Well, you got a lot of good stuff going on there, that's for sure. What are your goals here for the rest of the season?
2: Um, just finish strong. You know, we got the mckendree Baker tournament here um, after next weekend, and then right into the Hoosier, and and that's that pretty much wraps up the regular season. So, our men's team won the Hoosier two years ago. We made the semifinals last year. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd just be have a strong showing at, at the last couple regular season tournaments, and and. You know, finish strong at, at ITC sectionals and our, our NAI national championship. Um, and then, you know, just try to finish, finish as high as we can. Our women's team got their first ever um, match play win last year at ITC nationals. And so, you know, making nationals obviously is, is the, the first goal. But, um, you know, my our goal and our goal since I took the program over is win a national championship. And um, I think we'll get there at some point. Um, and, uh, and I think we got a pretty decent shot at it. Uh, every year I think you got to have that mindset right you got to fill in knowing yeah. that you can be one of the best in the country and, and so that's our goal yeah so
0: and what, what I mean what would that what would that mean to you if, if you were to win nationals what would that mean to your players
2: oh man I mean I think you know the the blood sweat and tears that they put in every week and and they work really hard you know we work with a uh, an athletic trainer um, through a university in the mornings, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday morning. So they're up at 6 a.m., you know, going through a workout and weightlifting regimen. And, you know, they work hard in the classroom and, um, you know, practice and all the travel. And I think just all of that stuff kind of um, building up to, to being a national champion would be indescribable for them and for myself as well. So, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool.
1: So when uh, when team when the students graduate out, what what do you want them to take? What do, what do you want them to be their biggest takeaway from the program and their years bowling with you?
2: Um, I, honestly, I think you know my my. uh so I was a teacher for seven years, and my teaching philosophy morphed. It seemed like every year, and I feel like you know, as a coach, I'm the kind of the same way. I feel like you kind of have a mindset, and then if you're not willing to kind of let that adjust a little bit, then you kind of get stagnant. So I think my my mindset's kind of adjusted a little bit on on a question like that, but you know, my, honestly, like it, it might sound a little bit corny, but I just wanted to know that hey, they had a coach that really cared about them, and they had somebody that was here that was willing to help them as much as they wanted to help themselves and and be better on the lanes and off the lanes and and have the most success in both places, whether it was in the classroom or you know finding a job or or on the lanes as well. That um, they had somebody in their corner that wanted it just as bad as they did for them and. Um, that that would be my my biggest thing. If I if I graduated all all of my players and when they walked away they said, you know, I, I know he cared and I know he wanted me to be the best I could be and he helped me do that. That's that would be the uh, a big win for me.
1: Well, Brandon Brooks, head coach of the men and women's team at William Penn, want to thank you for being here on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. All the best of luck with the team, and uh, we will be catching up with you again down the road. Hey, I
2: appreciate it. Thanks a lot.